Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, I am Sir Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, it's the Monday morning episode, um, we are at the end of yet another weekend. Um, I don't know what the highlight of your weekend was Sam, but the, the low point of mine was Bolton Wanderers 6, Sunderland nil. Yeah, um, probably, I was astonished. I would say probably the lowest point in the history of our club. Really? Uh, I th- well, I think so. I think we've only spent something like this is our fifth season ever in League One. Um, mm. And to lose 6-0 at that level yeah. away at a team who were in League Two last season. Bolton Wanderers, great tradition, great history, big club. Mm. But they've been through similarly shitty times. And I think there was something like 16th before we played them yesterday. Yeah, and that's the thing. Just... It's not like they're, they're contenders at the top of the table. Nah, they just when, when a team us. loses 6 0 to a, another team playing at its level, so it's not like you're playing in a team in the cup from the Premier League or something, mm-hmm. although even then it's humiliating. But to, at your own level, in your own league, that means usually that the players are not trying hard enough. And that often means that the manager has just got to go because. There's, it's almost like not possible that a team can lose 6-0 unless everyone's sort of very humpy in the team and very not quite putting a shift in. Or very tired. No, if you um, just fucking turn up and play at a professional yeah. standard, you won't lose 6-0. So they're not playing at a professional standard. The, the manager's got to go. Any team... I mean, you can lose 6-0 against a team at your level, but when your level is promotion contenders and mm. then you lose 6-0... Even if even if it's against another promotion contender, that's still unacceptable. It's still unacceptable. But it's it's like last week we won one nil against Portsmouth, and it was scrappy. It was one of those beautiful scrappy, scummy one nil wins. Yeah. that is horrible on the eye, but, but they feel it feels good. really good. It feels really mm. good to get three points, and we did that. And we had a really good defensive display. Three men at the back, um, two wing backs, which we've we've played for pretty much most of the season so then yesterday for whatever reason it goes to four at the back and we get absolutely fucking humped it mm. doesn't make any sense we've lost seven times this season we've lost 6-0 we've lost a 5-1 I think we lost a 4-0 um, we've had some heavy defeats and all of them have come when we've played four at the back so he has to go basically that's what the point I'm leading up to he's got to go I tell you what I can, I'm just trying to think of terrible humiliations I've seen West Ham suffer over the years and I'm spoilt for choice I can remember New Year's Day at the Majetsky Stadium I went it was pouring with fucking rain New Year's Day is always one of the most depressing days of the year anyway 
Mm. And we're standing in the freezing fucking cold and Reading beat us 6-0. I think it was in the Premier League. And that was that felt unacceptable. Um, and I can't remember even who was manager. But anyway, there was another time. There was time when Kerbishley took over and we were already bottom of the table and second from bottom were Charlton Athletic and we had to play them and it was like his second game. And it was weird because Kerbishley had taken over West Ham and Pardew had left West Ham and taken over Charlton. So they oh, literally right. just had a job swap a few weeks yeah. previously. And the, the teams were neck and neck at the bottom of the table. So he thought, this is interesting, what will happen here? Charlton beat a 7-1, I think it was. <laughs> Fucking hell. And there was a bit where the camera <laughs> caught Alan Kerbishley. I think it was his second game in charge. The first game, of course, we'd beaten Manchester United, who were top. Uh, yeah. And it catches Kerbishley turning to his assistant, Mervyn Day, as the like sixth or seventh goal goes in. And you see him saying, Mervyn, we are shit. <laughs> Which I thought, it was wonderful, particularly coming from a man, you know, quite a taciturn man like Alan Kerbishley. And it was like it had dawned on him how fucking poxy the players were performing. So, But in his case, what I was going to say was in his case, he'd just taken over. So he was sort of bulletproof because he was taking over and going, right, what have I got to work with? Okay, they're shit. Let's get to work. It's my second game. Now I will start trying to, you know, make my mark on this squad. Yeah. But your lad, Johnson, he's been in for what? Year, year and a half? Oh, maybe. over a year now. Yeah, about 15 yeah. months, I think, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and therefore, if you've had 15 months and you're losing 6-0 away to a mid-table team or below mid-table, then that is it. No questions asked. Bang, he's gone. Get that little American kid, Doogie Howser, MD, who runs your club. He's got to take yeah. action and show he can be decisive despite the fact he's only 12 years old and still a virgin. Yeah. Britain's yeah. England, the English football's only virgin chairman. It's time for your balls to drop, sir. It's time for you to use them. They, they're yeah. going to make a film about him one day called The Virgin Chairman. The virgin he chairman. ran a football club, but he, <laughs> he'd, he knew how to run a football club. But he'd never kissed a Doris. <laughs> That's it. That's the, the manager comes in for a meeting and walks in on him, practising his kissing on the back of his hand. Yeah. Like teenagers do. And he's like, yeah. Mr. Johnson, can you teach me how to kiss a girl? <laughs> if you do, I'll let you keep your job for another month. <laughs> Lee Johnson. I don't want to kiss it. you. I just want you to show me if I'm doing it right on my hand. Well, uh... <laughs> Where's Johnson from? Is he a southerner? Yeah, he's... Um, I think he's like a Londoner. Right, well, yeah. that's not... That's that's going to be a hard it's, sell anyway. Well, it's kind of I mean? not... We're not that fussed. I know that Newcastle had problems when they had Dennis Wise and that there was all this talk of a Cockney Mafia at Newcastle. When which things turn sour, that's fine. But when things turn sour, it's an extra stick to beat him with. They are, but we haven't we haven't used that stick on him yet. Um, I mean, the, the Jermaine Defoe transfer saga goes on I don't know um, if that's going to happen or not um, but I mean that that's probably one of the things that could possibly save his job and give us mm. all a boost but I mean the bloke's a fucking fraud he's yeah. so full well, of shit well you had your suspicions from the beginning because he's a spreadsheet Charlie isn't he's he he's a spreadsheet Charlie exactly yeah he, t- he keeps talking about his project and it's yeah. a long term pro- it's not a long term project mate your project is to get out of this fucking league this season it's one, one fucking fuck season get us promoted dickhead yeah. 
That's Don't it. try and fucking trick us with your fucking long-term project, chat. You've, you've managed in the championship. If you've got anything about you, you get us out of this league. Yeah. You know, we, we've got, we've got, we had thirty-four thousand turn up for that Portsmouth game last weekend. Thirty-four thousand. It's our fourth That's season incredible. in League One. Thirty fucking four thousand. Yet we still haven't signed a recognised right back at all this season. We don't have one. The club We've got deserves more. In. Fuck's sake. The club anyway, deserves I, 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 more. I'm sorry, this isn't a football podcast and I don't want to turn it into one. No, but, but um, I, you know, obviously I thought of you when I saw the score come in. I felt bad for you and I knew that we would have to discuss it because despite the fact this isn't really a football podcast, when one of your teams gets battered 6-0, it, it's, it's worthy of discussion. Yeah. So I'm sorry you're going through that, mate, but hopefully Kevin Phillips will be in charge soon. Or maybe they'll just sign Jermaine Defoe and make him the manager. I think he'd probably do a good job. I suggested last week. Why not? Why not? Mm. He's he's done some coaching. I mean, this this lad's been around the game for years. He's done it all at every level, right? Stick. He's got the contacts. He's got the experience. He'd know. He'd pick up the phone and hire a couple of savvy coaches straight away. No doubt older guys who know how to do things on the training field bang he knows the club yeah exactly so why not just get him in uh, just at the end of the season just see uh, mm. see if he can get us up there is I mean a lot of people say well it's a, it, would, it would be to bring Defoe back it would be almost it would be nostalgic it would be romantic it would be it wouldn't fit in with the plan the and he wouldn't fit in with our style of play fucking adjust your style of play Build your team around Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, it's fucking Jermaine Defoe. He'll score goals sake. at that level. Fucking Akin Fenwa is 40 now. That, that magnificent big bastard. And he's still yeah. playing for Wickham. He gets off the bench every week. If he can do it age 40... I, th- I think they sang some mean songs about him yesterday in the Buckinghamshire derby between Wickham <laughs> Wanderers and <laughs> fucking Pox... Uh, like all due respect to any of our Buckinghamshire listeners, but let's be honest, <laughs> that is all derby. my... That's almost as fucking tepid as the fucking Palace-Brighton rivalry, that is. The Buckinghamshire. And I saw some bloke giving it, we're still, Buckinghamshire is ours, he said, right? This Who's is the a other Don- team in Buckinghamshire? MK Dons. They're not oh. even fucking, they're a oh. rip-off franchise club anyway, originally yeah, from South club. London. Yeah. Right? So, uh, yeah, so MK Dons and uh, Wickham, who knew? But they have a vicious rivalry about who Buckinghamshire belongs to. <laughs> Handbags. And um, I don't know the ins and outs, so I probably shouldn't even discuss it. But I saw a little video clip, and it's Akin Fenwa. Akin Fenwa yeah. went to the MK Don's crowd because there is a song which I think, I don't know, I don't know what the chant is, but he said it, it wasn't. But he goes, like, I can take any banter. I love the oh, banter. Yeah. Ask anyone who knows me. I love the banter. Oh, he does. Of course he does. He loves banter. Right? He's he's a he's a great he's a noted bantsman. Hmm. But he said I've got to draw the line because it's not funny or bantankerous. Because they're calling him I don't know what the word they use, but they're basically indi- implying he's a nonce and he doesn't like that. Oh. Who would? Who would? Of course not. No, exactly. And of course he isn't. And so he's gone over to the crowd apparently and said, Come on, lads. That's not funny. Sing about something else, like how old I am, or how mm. enormous I am, or something like that. Um, I might have got this whole story wrong, but I'm I think having I've a look to see if I can it. find out what it is. Yeah, he says I can take the jokes. I'm all for the entertainment. Yeah, but there are kids here, 
Where has this come from? The reason I went up there was for those that can't put this on their shoulders. Mm. Yeah. What I want to happen now is for this to get nipped in the bud. It's not a trend. Yeah. It's not funny. The chance they're seeing. There's no bants to it, he says. There is well, words. Is, there are no bants to this. Th- there are no bants to this, which is a great slogan that I think we can get behind, right? There are no bants to this. Sounds mm. almost like it could have been the title of a Roxy Music song. I don't know why. I can just imagine Brian Ferry singing There Are No Bants To This. I was thinking the other day, actually. There do you know what one no of my favourite episodes? There are no bants to this. Yeah. There are no bants to this. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favourite ever um, fun times we had on this podcast was probably about three or four years ago when there was an episode called Brian, It's Brian. I can't remember the ins and outs, but it was a conversation between Brian Ferry and Brian Eno. My old mate, Brian Eno. Hang on. I'm just getting a text through from my Mm. good friend. Breaking news. Oh, there it is. Lee Johnson has been sacked. Good. There it is. Breaking news. Live here on Top Flight Time Machine. Oh, fucking lovely. uh, Congratulations, mate. The Virgin Chairman says, I would like to thank Lee for his... I would like to thank Lee for his commitment and endeavour over the past 14 months. We regret we have had to take this decision, but felt immediate change was needed. We firmly believe that this is in the best interest of Sunderland FC as we strive to earn promotion this season. Lee and Jamie, his friend, will always be welcome at the Stadium of Light and they depart with our best wishes. Apologies to Bob there for stealing... Uh, David Stott and uh, <laughs> also Sting from Athletic Cummins but yeah, yeah they've done it fuck me on a Sunday evening as well brilliant get in there and it's yeah. the transfer deadline tomorrow if I was uh, <laughs> is it Lee Johnson he's got a dad hasn't he I get him muddled up his, da- his dad's Gary Johnson Gary Johnson yeah if I was him I'd be thinking fucking jackpot what a day to be sacked a Sunday I can have a lie in that little lad has just promised my full payoff. He's going to pay out my full contract. So if, what could be better than me go to bed tonight, <laughs> switch off my alarm, wake up whenever my body chooses to wake up. To, it might be eight. It might be ten. It might not be till lunchtime. And by the time I do wake up, I'll get the, my phone out, look on my NatWest banking app, and with... Um, Presumably he's got facial recognition security settings set up, so he's like me, he can do his banking when he wakes up in the morning without having to get out of bed. It's motto, I do my banking where I do my wanking. Because <laughs> you can do your banking in bed now, you can't can. you? And well, you can do he, it well, you can do your wanking anywhere. In bed. With it, as long I'm as it's afraid. legal. Mm. But me, no, I'm a traditionalist. You know, I don't do... No, 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 hang on, hang on. Now, would you do your banking out and about in the wild? <laughs> I would, yeah. I've would done you? it on the bus. I've yeah. done it in the park. I've done it walking down the street. I wouldn't do it in my kid's school because that would feel inappropriate. I just need to text it. my son while I'm talking about this. Go on, continue. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, that's the beauty of having it. It used to be such a pain in the ass, didn't it? And now you've just got it. Bang, bang, bang. What do they call it? Facial recognition. Biometric yeah. security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Biometric security. Bang. Pay that money into this account. There you go. Bill's paid. Fuck you. Yeah. What I'm, I'm saying is... Door. 
I'm still old fashioned. I don't feel as I can do bank. banking in the wild. I feel as I need to do it under my own roof or do within you? a branch. Yeah. I feel like I, I pretend that I'm in an advert when I when I like do it on a bus or something like that, or like yeah. leaning, you know, on a park bench or something like that. Having no, having a cappuccino in a coffee shop. You're do you know what I mean? Dream. I'm there and I'm pretending I'm in an advert. I'm kind of like, oh, what's that? Oh yeah, I've got to transfer that money to HMRC. <laughs> My VAT's bill. My VAT's due. No problem. Tap tap, and it's done. <laughs> Uh, that, that's how whack. I imagine oh, no. myself. I'm outdoors. I can't do that. That's why I'm easy. This is yeah. no lie when I tell you. In the and you know what I'm going to talk about when I think about that bloke in the Halifax ads mm. in the eighties when he went and got his fucking money out of the wall when cash mm. points were still like uh, I mean we we know that Reg Varney launched them in the sixties but they still weren't massively prevalent in the eighties. They were fairly prevalent, weren't they? Mm. But not as big as they are now. I'm trying to think how how viable cash points were in the what 80s. What used to do to get... I used to they, sometimes they go into the bank. Branch, you, you'd, you'd cash a check. Have, you'd have to go into a branch, though. They wouldn't yeah, always you'd necessarily be outside. Cash. Cash. Oh, you get a cash and a check, yeah. Cash, five pounds, right? Yeah. And then they'd, and they'd look at you they'd with a slight cash. eye roll. Mm. Fuck's sake, time-wasting yeah. cunt. You had your, you had, cunt. You, you, no, it was all right, though, because you had your check guarantee card, which wasn't it's a debit card. Guarantee so you know it won't bounce. But yeah. if, you were, if, you were, if it was in your own bank, you didn't even need that. They looked yeah. you up, mate. Yeah. And they checked. And the, but all they had to go by was your signature. Yeah. So they'd check. Does his signature look like the one we've got on our records? Yes, it seems to check out. Here's your money. God. Seems silly now, doesn't it? Well, it might sometimes make me feel foolish for not being more fraudulent when we had the chance. Yeah, I guess so. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. I wouldn't have known how to do it. I wouldn't have had the balls to have been fraudulent back then. All you have to do is forge a... So you have to nick someone's checkbook. 
Yeah. And once you've nicked the checkbook, yeah. you, all you have to do is forge their signature and you can have as much cash yeah, as you want. You say that, all you have to do is that, but that's a lot. Yeah, but yeah. forging signatures, people are always doing it on in those days on school notes. Hang Dear on. Mr PE teacher, Sam cannot do PE today because he's got a sore toe. How did they used to um, check your signature against, if, if it was in your branch? Did they have it on the microfiche? Perhaps they Something did. Something like that. They had I it on they their records. It off a they wouldn't have had computers. Unlikely, not a digital rendition. They'd go out mm. back and they'd look in the filing cabinet and they'd go, ah, D, 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 yes, Master Samuel Delaney. Let's <laughs> refer to signature. Oh, this is completely different. Why is your signature so different? Oh, that was a signature I did when I was nine when I opened my little savers account. But I do it different now. I've tried to make it look more grown up these days to impress birds. (laughs) (laughs) They go out the back and they count to 30. (laughs) And then they come back out again. There was nothing in the back. There were no records. There was no microfiche. But just trying to make you sweat. No, they peek through the little gap in the door to see how nervous you're looking. They go, right, pretend we're looking. Now let's look at the cunt. Yeah, he's looking a bit shifty, starting to sweat. I reckon he's fucking bullshitting us. Don't give him the money. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was, yeah. They were looking through a spy hole from the back room. I used to... Anyway, that geezer, I, I really did admire the Halifax man. He lived on his own in a loft apartment, and yeah. he had this cat, and the cat's mm. like... Do you remember the cat came asking for milk? And he was like, I haven't got any, mate. He, he opened the fridge and showed the cat, look, the milk carton's empty. Yeah, and then he um, he said, "Don't worry, I'll go to the cashy." And the cat looks at him like, "The fucking what? What the fuck are you on about?" He does look like he might have been up on the gear all night. This bloke, by the way, <laughs> like he's a bachelor <laughs> living alone in a loft apartment. Yeah, I reckon he's been up. He's had a brass round or something. Anyway, yeah. that's probably why he's out of milk. <laughs> <laughs> he's been feeding it to her. So he goes down and he gets the cash boy out. If you watch this ad back on YouTube, which I do from time to time. Um, he the notes that he withdraws from the cash point are mm. gigantic 80s notes. They, like You forget how big they are in comparison yeah. to today's notes. Mm-hmm. He buys a paper, another thing you don't do anymore. Does a little hello across the street to an old fella so that he's like popular amongst the locals. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back with his newspaper and a, and a cup of milk, makes himself a cup of tea. Bang! Who is that song? Is that the Commodores? It's about easy like Sunday easy. morning, yeah. Commodores, yeah. Oh, I'm easy like Sunday morning. That to me, when that ad was out, I was like, "That is who I shall be when I am a grown-up." Yeah, that, that, but I didn't have a loft apartment. I do have a cat. I do have a a card for a cash point, but I rarely use it. Um, I got but, about halfway there. But would you wank where you banked? Or would bank I wank where, you where I bank? I, no, it's different. The phrase, there's a crucial then. difference. The you difference is this. Would I... Do I bank where I wank? The answer is yes, because I do most of my banking in the bed. But you wouldn't wank with the cat in the room, would you? Oh, no way. <laughs> although, although in the past, when I was a wanking man, which I no longer am... <laughs> Because when I, I was a, a wanking man, I used to wank like a wanking man can. <laughs> exactly. Um, I the the cat strangely would seem to always want to hang around. 
and have a look. Do you know what I mean? When he knew it was about mm. the ceremony was about to begin, mm-hmm. he would sort of loiter. I don't know if, if Oscar does this, but certainly Nelson used to, and you'd be like, no, get out. And he mm. wouldn't get out. It was like, I know what's going to happen. Fine. If that's what you want, if you want to debase yourself in this vile way, yeah. then please get on with it. But I, you must do this with me in, with me present. Because I, I don't want to see it, but at the same time, I want to see if you, if, what it will make you think about yourself. And I was like, no, out. Get out! Mm-hmm. This is Dad's to. private time. I, Nelson I turned would... on me last night out really? of the fucking blue. What, f- I was, what for? Look, Nelson is a, as, a, as regular listeners know, he's extremely affectionate, almost to a fault. He's the neediest cat in the world. He wants constant attention, constant affection. But yeah. he's really nice because he's a, you know, he's a lovely cat and he always wants strokes and he's very gentle. But he, I've noticed recently, we've, we've all noticed that he's getting very grumpy in his old age and we genuinely thought that he might be losing his marbles because cats get dementia, don't they? Well, of course, yeah, yeah. So we took him to the vet because he also, he wasn't eating, his, he, he was forgetting that he'd eaten. So he'd eat his food and then five minutes later he'd be going mental by his bowl asking for food and we thought that's unusual. And then one day, Anna was out the front tending to the flower beds, and Nelson came along <laughs> and did a piss. That's prime good wife stuff, that isn't it? Yeah, it is. Tending to the Nelson, flower beds. Nelson did a piss, walked along where she was near, and she went, "Hello, Nelson." And up not two yards from where she was tending, mm-hmm. he cocked his fucking leg or whatever it is they do, mm-hmm. and whilst looking at her, straight in the eye, boulders bass, he took a piss. Now, if that was a dog who did that or even a human you'd think oh bit weird but fair enough that's what they mm. do but cats are well known for being very private about their toilet but uh, habits right very very mm. private mm. you'll very rarely encounter a, a cat pissing or shit and they go and they've got their places where they, they do, do it they privately go off, they? Yeah. yeah so that on top of the food situation we thought he's gone bananas so we took him to the vet the vet said, right, he might be, he is pretty old, he might be going mad, we've got to take a blood test and check out his thyroid, it's often thyroid connected, right? So they took it, and the test results came back, it was the worst possible scenario, they said, we have found nothing wrong with him whatsoever, 200 yeah. quid please. Oh, right? what? 200 quid for a blood test, only to be told, sorry, there's nothing wrong with him. And I'm like... But why does the thyroid let them know? They said it did. But really what you need is a series of... He needs speech therapy, probably, and yeah. a brain scan. Yeah. I don't know how much that's going to cost. But there's pounds. something up there. Last night, I'm stroking him just as normal, watching a film. And suddenly, out of the blue, in an unprecedented way, the mad cunt flipped, bit me, and then scratched me. And you might wow. not be able to see down the phone, but I have quite vivid scratch marks on my hand now. I could see those, from some, the yes. Everyone witnessed it, and like to be honest, the whole house is quite annoyed with him right now. Fucking hell! So I don't know if there's any. I know we have some real cat experts listening to podcasts. It's like, how do you know if your cat's lost his marbles? He's been all right today. He's been a bit contrite. Okay, help, but help. I, but I think this is really weird, and I think yeah. what with the the pissing screaming by his bowl all day and now this I think he might yeah. have gone bonkers in the nut once yeah, and for it, all it, it happens it does happen mm. I'm not a vet I'm not going to charge you 200 quid for that advice mm. but um, I, I reckon you could be right you, it's when, when it's your cat or when it's your pet you know don't you you know what, how they are and you yeah, know when things sad. change it's sad and, and I don't think it, it doesn't seem to be a steep decline 
Because most no. of the time he's just good old Nelson, but mm-hmm. there's some weird shit's been going on. Senior moments, they call him in here. Senior moments. Senior moments. Exactly right. It'll start exactly happening to right. us soon. It'll start happening to us probably during podcasts at some but point. I, in the next I few feel years. that, it, with me personally, I don't know about you, but I I feel quite regularly like I'm like I've lost my marbles. But then I think maybe I've just always liked this. But I'm very forget. I'm a very forgetful person. Mm. I'm very disorganised at times, and I sometimes just forget. I very often forget names, right? Yeah. Of people and things. So yeah, I, yeah, I, forget, I, think, I forget words. I forget the word for something. Yeah. Or or someone's name who I'm who I've uh, remembered just quite a, uh, not not to their face, but someone who I'm trying to remember. And maybe talk to someone else about, and I'll, I'll f- just fucking forget their name, and it's humiliating. I it think. is for everyone. And um, so, I mean, it, it I try to, to avoid all. saying anyone's name because I'm so fretful about getting it wrong. Yeah. But only the other you, day, you I, there. I, yeah, exactly. Or the old hello, mate. Yeah, hello, pal. Chum. Hello, young lady. Something <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> hello, dear boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, I've been round at Rod Rod McDonald's today, How going through the whole painful dear boy business. Was it? I remembered tolerable? a good Rod McDonald the other day. Have I ever told you about the time when my mum was at, at the seaside? She took all her grandkids to the seaside when they were quite young. There was about eight of them, all quite small children, mm. and it was a, a windy day. And she said. Rod, do us a favour, go up to the cafe up there and get us some sandwiches. And he does this thing, which I'm not sure is because he is bonkers in the nut or whether he likes to gaslight my mum. But he's got this routine that he does where he pretends to not understand the most basic things. Because he's got a sort of a... He's one of those guys, Andy, you know, like people who like to pretend they're like a scatty professor because they think it makes them seem sort of intelligent and eccentrics. Yeah. Yeah. And so he does this. And this is not unusual. He goes like this. I'm sorry, darling, what? And she goes, go and get some sandwiches, will you, poor kids, because they're getting hungry and we haven't brought pat lunch. Go and get sandwiches. He went, sandwiches? And he says it like that, like he's never heard of a sandwich before. Yeah, fuck it. Because his head is too away with the great fucking questions the of the universe. Of our era, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, rather than putting a bit of fucking ham between two bits like, of bread, in, in which he thinks films, is very banal. One of those films where you see a mathematician working something out and you see all the mathematic symbols floating around their yeah. head. He wants, to, he wants us to think he that. That's where he's he, an osteopath, so he thinks he's, he's always thinking about spines. And he hasn't got time to think about yeah, snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So he's like and, st- thinking, and all you're seeing is different spines spinning. Yeah, and yeah. Flying and in his mind, the, the soundtrack is always like that song. What's it called? Is it popcorn? Oh man! Yeah. That was on. I, I put on now seventies music channel oh, yeah. last night just to see what was on and it was Something Pat Sharp's Pat Sharp's one hit wonders of the 70s and I ended up watching mm. it for an hour and a half because there was shit on there that I'd never even heard of and really? it was genuine was one that hit on wonders there? it was yeah 1972 it's either that in any mathematician or scientist's brain when those mathematical single, uh, symbols are falling through space mm. it's either that or craft work innit so she's gone go and get some sandwiches and he's gone what she went fucking sandwiches she loses her temper really quick with him 
And he went, I don't know what you mean. She went, what do you mean, don't know what I mean? Go into one of those, any one of those fucking cafes up there and say you need eight fucking sandwiches, right? <laughs> and he went, oh, well, what do you want in them? She went, I don't know, get a mix of them. Cheese, ham, tuna, whatever. So he said, hmm, okay. So he fucks off, right, acting a bit like, oh, this is a very strange, banal kind of thing that no ordinary people, not like me, top osteopaths do. He fucking disappears for about an hour. My mum's fuming, like, where's this cunt disappeared to? Right, she's got all these hungry kids. In the in the end, she sees him like a dot in the distance, getting closer and closer with a little carrier bag in his hand. She thinks, fuck, thank fuck for that. I, I kid you not, right? This is how gaslighty and mentally is. He goes, sorry I took a while, I couldn't find a shop. I had to mm. walk up into the town. He hands, so he's ignored all the cafes. He uh, he hands her a carrier bag. Inside is one loaf of sliced bread, oh my a tin God. of tuna, and a yeah. can opener. Fucking cunt. Rod She's gone, what the fuck is cunt. this? And he went, well, you wanted eight sandwiches, and obviously... I didn't. I just thought, well, this is cheaper. This is fine. We can just do it here. One can of tuna. No mayonnaise. No knife. No butter. No butter. No knife. One of those shit tin openers. You know the very old school ones. Oh, the ones that are impossible to use. (laughs) Yeah, that you buy in the supermarket, right? And she's gone. What the fuck is this? You you some sort of cunt? And he does all that. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that I didn't know. I thought thought that you just would rather make them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on a fucking windy beach with eight starving kids well, running around. We've, we've got all of the necessary ingredients for a sandwich. I don't see what the problem is here. Yeah, simply Dear put boy. the tuna. Simply use the tin opener <laughs> to open the tin and deposit the tuna fish between the two slices of bread, like so. Repeat eight times and feed to the children. Oh, God. Yeah, I was thinking um, about that one the other day. I've just done oh. a tweet. I've just done it while yeah. we were chatting there. I've just done a tweet that says, bring him home. And I posted a picture of Roy Keane uh, yeah. with the Sunland squad. What about Kevin sun- Phillips? He was, in the, he was in the Guardian the other day pleading for a job in he's, management. Oh, he's just gone to South Shields. He's took over at South Shields. Uh, so right. that was well, last, last week. So him, then. Too soon for him. But I oh, just fucking bring Keane back. Do you remember when Fulham were in Division 3 and, and Mohamed Al-Fayed took over and they got Keegan. They went, right, we're in the third division. We're not fucking about. We want to be in the Premier League ASAP. We're getting Keegan in. Yeah. Fucking, ju- fucking do that. Just get and a Keegan big loved name it. cunt. Don't get Keegan, but, you know, get some cunt who isn't suited a bit at of all pizzazz. for this league. Do you know who I think you should get? Who's that? I think you should get Wayne Rooney because Wayne Rooney is in a right bind at Derby. No good yeah. can come of what's that going on. Mm, Big club like Sunderland, there's yeah. something about it. Yeah. Well, we might steal Lampard from Everton before oh, that God, goes through. That. Although it is obviously from a top flight time machine point of view, it's really exciting that Lampard oh, is back in top flight perfect. football. It's the dream. It's the dream because he'll it? be really grumpy and whingy right from the fucking first minute at Everton. Yeah. And the Scousers won't take him. What the fuck are we going to fucking cut it to run this great football club for? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, it's a little bit disappointing that they don't respect the fact that I have achieved so much in my career. <laughs> I did say yeah, that I, I would need be a... time for this for this project when I took over. Oh, yeah. it's another one of them, is it? You're another one of them, it's are you? It's a stupid fucking appointment. He failed to get Derby promoted. 
then he just alienated a load of great players at Chelsea really double quick if you look at the players now who are performing brilliantly like Rudiger for instance who were just fucking not even anywhere near the team he alienated loads of them and uh, and then since then he's been out of work and I just think it's a strange appointment there's a few people calling for John Terry but he was most recently been seen uh, in the non-fungible token scene. He's, he's, he's the coach of some kind of imaginary yeah. cartoon ape team now. So um, that doesn't yeah, feel realistic. particularly dodgy considering his, uh, let's be honest, racist past. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'll tell you, what, we'll leave it there because I want to go and find out what's going to happen next at Sunderland. I bet you do. I feel invigorated. Also, there's some great darts on tonight and um, <laughs> I'm going to fucking watch that. Um Prediction League, uh, you got four, I got two, results book got three, so not a lot of change there, and we're still waiting on Senegal Equatorial Guinea, which is playing right now as we are recording this, so that'll be added onto the scores at some point. Um, hopefully it'll be Roy Keane back at Sunderland by the time we do the next topical episode on Friday. It might even be cause for an emergency episode. We'll see what happens. Defi- if that happens, we're definitely doing an emergency episode. Yeah. Of course we fucking are. <laughs> um, there you go. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.